Epic is the leading digital library for kids 12 and under. Epic has more than 25,000 high-quality, popular children's books, videos, quizzes, and more. So we've both been lucky enough to test out Epic with our kids. And what has been really great is that it's packed with books that they want to read. You know, the ones that they're pulling off the shelves in the library and you're seeing in bookstores right now. It's got so many current books. Epic has a lot of popular books that you would see when you're looking online or when you're in the library or the bookstore, and my kids really love it. Some of the current titles that they have are Where the Wild Things Are, A Wrinkle in Time, Big Nate, Ramona, Sesame Street, and National Geographic Kids, which is a big hit for my 10-year-old. Yeah, and you know what's nice is that you can look up a topic and then you'll find tons of books related to that topic. So it's basically like it's perfect for unit studies or for a kid who's got a new interest and wants to dive deep. And it's one of those things where it's a screen that you have zero worries about because your kids are just learning and there's no commercials and there's no in-app purchase concerns. You're just safe and your kids are reading books. It's just $7.99 a month and you can cancel anytime, but I don't think you'll want to because you'll find your kids are really enjoying it and they're discovering all kinds of great books and it's all right there at their fingertips. It's so handy. And Epic has a lot of really great parent features. One of the things I like is that they have a digital reading log and that's perfect for homeschoolers. So you can actually keep track of all those books your kids are reading online. So Epic has thousands of audiobooks too and um, read to me books. So if your child is learning to read or just trying to get fluent with reading, it's the perfect fit. With Epic, parents can create up to four customizable child profiles per account. And you can also create personalized collections for your children to use through the parent dashboard. So to get Epic for two months absolutely free, go to getepic.com and use the code SISTERS at checkout. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out. But one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, good. Getting back into the swing of things just a little bit. Just starting to. (laughs) (laughs) You're a little bit ahead of me. Well, we've decided on a few things that we're going to do, and we're we're starting to lean toward fall. It's getting easier. The pumpkin mm-hmm. spice latte is back and all that. <laughs> <laughs> fall is so fun. It is. I think, I think fall is my favorite season, although we sure had a good summer. It's this hard to say. This was the best summer. It's, yeah, it's hard to say goodbye this year. All good things must come to an end. Yes, yes, exactly. So today, we are going to talk about something that I I think it's really important to talk about because when we scroll through social media or when we see other moms at co-op or when we, you know, talk to other moms who homeschool, a lot of times we feel like they're doing it all. And... I bet, do you get those emails sometimes from people or texts or messages or whatever that are like, how do you do it all? Yeah, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, I don't. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And none of us do because none of us can without losing our minds. And it's hard too, because as a blogger, as someone who shares things on the internet, you want to keep it real. But also the things that you're writing about, I'm not going to write this big, long post on our hard day. I write about the things that worked. So you're seeing a snippet of some of the things that worked. Yeah. (laughs) Not the laundry piles, not the meltdowns, not the sibling squabbles. Have we talked about Rachel Wolf's post on cropping on the podcast before? Okay. Uh, we, you and I have talked about it, whether... <laughs> yeah, we'll have to link to it over in the show notes because it's a wonderful post about how not just 
she's showing that the beautiful pictures often are cropped and what's going on outside. But she's also talking about how when you share your life online, you do a lot of cropping. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, most of us have had at least one picture that we've taken where just outside of it, something crazy is happening or the kitchen looks like a disaster (laughs) or, you know, like you said, there's like a laundry basket just outside of the perfect picture of our children all sitting around the fireplace reading or whatever. So, yeah. Um, There's always a laundry basket in mine. (laughs) You guys, sisters, rest assured. When you see a photo, there is a laundry basket yeah. in the room. <laughs> and that is something that you and I both try to do. We both try to share when we have, you know, things like that. But you also don't want to look through an entire feed that's just somebody's like messy kitchen, you know? I mean, <laughs> did you share it or did we share it over at the sister's site where Melissa Camaro Wilkins says, I'm pretty sure the key to doing it all is to not or something yeah. like that. So we'll have to see if we can <laughs> find that too and share it because... <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about today. But first, we'll have a quick note from a sponsor, and then we're going to be right back. So this episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo delivers monthly projects designed to make learning about science, art, math, and more fun and accessible. They have six different crates for kids of all ages. Cricket Crate is for ages 0 to 2. Koala Crate is for ages 3 to 4. Kiwi Crate is for ages 5 to 8. Atlas Crate for ages 6 to 11, Tinker Crate for ages 9 to 16 plus, Doodle Crate for ages 9 to 16 plus. Each crate includes an educational magazine, project supplies, and detailed instructions written for kids. And we've been lucky enough to get to use some of these in our families. And the succulent garden? Oh my goodness. I want to do it. (laughs) I do too. I kind of want to steal it and just do it by myself and then set it up next to my bathtub. Yeah. A felt succulent garden. It's awesome. And it's so pretty. And that must be one that's ages nine to 16 plus. (laughs) It it is. And I'm going to do that one with my daughter. I'm going to see if she lets me because it looks super fun. (laughs) What else did you guys get? So we got an Atlas crate, which is, I think, new since um, the last time we've done KiwiCo, and I'm super excited about it. It's it's uh, geography, and so it includes a spinning globe, an Atlas adventure book, a world map challenge, and make your own trail mix. And it's for ages six plus, and I'm going to work on it with my seven-year-old who loves maps, so he's going to be all over it. Oh, that's great. We got... A mechanical sweeper. Fun. So fun. And then, okay, a build your own rocket launcher. <laughs> what? <laughs> and a kite because it is a fun with flight kit. And that it's is so, so fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what else we got? What? We got a tinker crate that is a make your own hydraulic claw. Like, oh, how cool. like think this when you get the stuffies yeah. at the amusement park. So KiwiCo has a special offer just for Homeschool Sisters listeners. And listeners can get their first month of any subscription, which is a $19.95 value for free. Just head to KiwiCo.com slash Homeschool Sisters to check it out. So that's KiwiCo.com slash Homeschool Sisters to get your first month of any subscription for free. So I would recommend that all sisters follow our friend, Melissa Kamara Wilkins. She's at also Melissa on Instagram and we'll link it in the show notes, but her Instagram posts are so real and honest and authentic that you will just love it. She had one this week about storing a birthday present for, for a child in the trunk of your car and then forgetting about it until you're with that kid and you have groceries and you open up the trunk of your car and the birthday presents there. Like she's just so funny and honest. Um, so if you need a little bit of reality in your Instagram feed, I would head over there. Yeah. We can link to that in the show notes too. I just love her. She is amazing. She's fantastic. And, and we've had her on, so I'll link to that too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You know, it was a holiday episode, but I think there's a lot there to still pull from even Definitely. not around the holidays. Or in case you want to get ready for your holidays really, really early, which is something, <laughs> which I, is something I don't do. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, the Lazy Genius had a had a podcast episode last year about like opening ceremonies for holidays and seasons. And I thought to myself, I'm gonna do that this year. And I'm not gonna do that this year. I am I wish I could. I love it. I love the idea, but I'm not great with fancy holidays. I'm not great with mm-hmm. decorating for holidays. Probably my favorite holiday of the whole year is Halloween. And I always think that I'm going to actually do something more than just put out jack-o'-lanterns on the front porch. And then I think I'm going to actually pull the jack-o'-lanterns in off the front porch before they get like attacked <laughs> by chipmunks and become disgusting. And I forget about that. <sighs> Are you a holiday planner? I'm right there with you. I sometimes I put up the, you know, every year when I'm at Michael's or Target and I see the clearance after the fact holiday decorations, sometimes I buy some and I think next year I'll put these up. And it probably happens every other year with each holiday. So I don't bang out all the holidays, but, you know, we might do Halloween and then forget about Thanksgiving. Okay, so I had this idea a few years ago that I would switch to seasonal decorating, like fall, and just put out fall things, and it would just be just general fall. Leaves and pumpkins and scarecrows instead of like, you know, ghosts and, I don't know, a cornucopia or something. And then (laughs) for winter, I would just switch to winter decorating, and then I'm like, but we decorate for Christmas. Okay, so it would be winter decorating, but then kind of Christmas, and then... What do you do for like, and then spring, you can kind of be like, oh, Easter and things growing and that, what do you do for summer? I don't know. So I just fail in general. At, you go to the pool. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of fail in general. You don't go in, in the house. You just. At holiday decorating. And I think I just need to be okay with that. I remember my mom was able to start decorating more for things when we got older So maybe that's what happens. Like when you're in the trenches parenting, you just don't have time to put out all kinds of decor, even though it would be so cute. I don't know. There are certain stages where it's like there was a year I had babies and then there was a year we had a puppy and then we had work done on the house. So I feel like it's hard to even be consistent with it. Yeah. Just how life is. And it takes a lot of organization too of knowing where that stuff is. And if it's like down in the basement, which bin, we're getting ready to Mm -hmm. move again, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And that's one of my things is that like, okay, I just want to be able to know where things are in the new house. Because right now we just have everything and it's all in bins and they're not really marked that well and they're all stacked in the back of the basement and I don't want to go down there because they're spiders. So <laughs> it's like a barrier for me to go like, do I want to go and get the decorations? No, they're spiders. So we don't decorate. We don't decorate. Do you decorate like, are you a house decorator outside of holidays? No. <laughs> no. You know what's so funny is my mom and my sister... I wish I was. Yeah. My mom and my sister have a similar like home decor style, kind of. They both sort of embrace like these beach-themed things, even though they live miles and miles and miles apart. And I remember when we went to see my sister's house many years ago, my husband remarking on that and saying, like, you know, your mom and your sister both have this like really similar decorating style. And I've noticed that you write, like, you kind of don't and I think that was his way of saying like I don't decorate but yeah I I I I don't um and it's so funny like he'll say that his decorating style is like just push everything against the walls you know and so there's that too like depending on who you're married to I don't know right yeah I'm not good at that I look at I would love for Alicia to come over my house I like what she does but I can't do that Speaking of which, she's talking about that in her new podcast. Yeah. Her podcast is so good. I feel like we're voxering with her. 
I know. Like I, I could talk back to her and be like, oh, I do that too. Or <laughs> I want to do that. I love it. <laughs> but she's not really, she can't hear you, Kate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's all about though, like making a home and all that stuff and being really intentional about it. So we'll have to link to that in the show notes. Um, she's got, as of this recording, she's got two episodes up and the second one is about like making back to school special. And then I just, I know she's got all kinds of fun things planned. So, but I shouldn't talk so about good. it. Um, so yeah, maybe she will help to inspire me to be more of a decorator person. To cozify the things. I love that she used that word. Yeah. Cozify. Yeah. Because that's really what I want more than, I don't know. Like, we have to live in our house, you know? Mm. Um, sometimes you walk into a house that's, you know, older people or whatever, people without kids, and it's like, it's beautiful, but it doesn't look very lived in. And our house is super, yeah. super lived in. So... Us too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a decorator. It needs to be conducive to Nerf guns and laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> so that like crystal sculpture of a swan yeah, no. surrounded by that, that's not going to work in your house. No glass. No yeah. glass. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think that's true too. I think that's something that we need to just get comfortable with is that there are seasons for certain things when, when some stuff is easier and when some stuff is harder. And like you said, when you have a new baby, it's the season for feeding the baby, changing the baby, getting the baby to sleep, bathing the baby. That's about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of that just a time for survival. It's not a time for also, I mean, trying to take on major projects or whatever. And, um, and there's other times like that in life when it's just not the right, like when you have little tiny kids and they're sort of running around and getting into everything, that's a really hard time to also mm -hmm. do some other stuff. So those were the years when your Christmas tree from halfway down just was naked. <laughs> <laughs> it was only decorated from the top. Totally. Yep. <laughs> you know, I have a friend, speaking of Christmas tree ornaments, I have a friend who every year she goes out and she lovingly selects Christmas tree ornaments for each of her six kids. Wow. That exemplifies their personality. And I'm like, I, I wish I would have thought to do something like that, but I don't. <laughs> it's another thing I don't do. And... Sometimes I feel kind of sad about it. Do you, I mean, are there things like that where you feel like kind of sad? Like, oh, I wish. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like that a lot. Like the, I think it was actually Alicia's podcast where she takes the beginning of the year photo and the end of the year photo in the same spot every school year. I'm like, that's so smart. I wish yeah. I had been doing that right along. But there are things you do too that are you know, that are your own customs and traditions that you don't realize. Like perfect example this week was my uh, youngest seventh birthday. And he asked me if we were going to have a birthday scavenger hunt for him. Have I told you this before? No. There was a birthday a couple of years ago where we basically, there was a lot going on and we are going to my in-laws to the beach and his birthday is Labor Day weekend. So that's a tricky birthday anyway, but we basically... I, I'm not going to say that we forgot it was his birthday, but it just completely snuck up on us that it was September and he's a very easygoing kid. He didn't really want anything. He didn't really need anything. So I last minute got a bunch of random gifts that were so cheap and just like, you know, I felt like it was half hearted. And so when we were at my in-laws, we did a scavenger hunt for him and the kid, the big kids made up clues and he went around and now it's like a thing where he wants his, that's what he wants is a scavenger hunt. It's become a birthday tradition out of something that was like a mom fail. <laughs> I love and that. And another though. thing is when we were having construction done in our house, my kids used to have cereal for dinner because I just couldn't deal with anything at the end of the day at a picnic in front of the TV. And nowadays they'll occasionally ask for it. And they're like, that was so special when we did cereal for dinner and watch TV. And I was like, I'm barely feeding my kids. 
That's true. Though. I'm in a terrible mood, and they're just eating carbs. Yeah, in front of the TV. Kids only know, especially when they're really young. Like they only know what they know. They don't know what they're not on Instagram. They're not on Pinterest. Instagram. They're not seeing like the constant flow of what everybody else is doing, which I think can really get in our heads. Like it will, you know, you'll see the one mom that's baking, you know, the beautiful themed cakes and the other mom that's the decorator and the other mom that's making like, you know, these gorgeous dinner parties and the other mom that's doing yoga every day. And and like in our brain, it goes like, well, everybody's doing all these things and I'm over here feeding my kids cereal for dinner or whatever. <laughs> and we get really, you know, bombarded by everything and then feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. But the truth is our kids only know like, what happens inside our house and maybe at like a few friends houses or, you know, they're not, they're not getting that same message that we are. So we're beating ourselves up needlessly because a lot of times for them, it's the simplest things. Right. That make them happy. Yeah. It's so true. We have to remember that when we're in the throes. So what about food? What do you not do when it comes to food? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) I always say my kids, we eat healthy, but I am not a good menu planner. I intermittently do it. I'm not a good baker. I'm not a good, I don't enjoy cooking. It's not like, it's just not something I love. I wish I did. I wish I loved being in the kitchen. I don't. We dance in the kitchen. We read in the kitchen. We listen to podcasts in the kitchen. I mean, we are eating healthy things, but it's not its not an act of like joy to be in there making dinner. I'm with you. I used to love <laughs> cooking before I had to cook sometimes right. three times a day. I, when I was first married, I seriously, I took cooking classes because I was like, oh, I just love cooking and I want to learn. And I was super into the Food Network. Um, my wow. husband and I worked different shifts. So I would, I mean, okay, speaking of what I don't do, right? I would, um, after work, I would go to the gym for like two hours and work I out. I used to do that too. And spend so much time there. And then they had like a sauna and a whirlpool. And I didn't feel selfish because I was working hard. And so I put money toward going to the gym and having the slightly fancier membership that let me be in the locker room that had the sauna and the whirlpool and all that kind of stuff. And then I would come home and I would cook myself a nutritious dinner and I would watch Food Network (laughs) until he got home. And now the thought of that, like all right, everybody, I'm just going to the gym alone for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) They would disown me. (laughs) Yeah, that, that would be hard unless it was like at 4am to 6am and everyone was still sleeping or something. But so I, I don't have the fancy gym membership. Um, yeah. And I do go to the gym, but it's like a boom, like work hard and you're out. And it's like, I rush there. I rush out. Half the time I skip the stretching. (laughs) I'll stretch in the car. Isn't that the most important part? (laughs) Don't have a lot of time, people. Don't you have to stretch? (laughs) Well, I I will do a little bit of yoga every day, like like yoga in quotations. I need more stretching than the gym, than my gym provides. Yeah. But I figure I can do that at home with, you know, people running around and asking me questions. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I miss that just goes to show how much time being a mom and having a family takes up because I did the same thing and I still had lots of, I used to walk everywhere and I'd walk to supermarket and slowly go grocery shopping. And I loved, I had a fancy gym too. And it was like, so I would watch an entire movie while I was on the right? <laughs> and then yeah. go do other stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, a different phase of life. The idea of going to the grocery store because like, well, I'm just hungry for something. So I'm just going to stop by on the way home and get a few ingredients. Like 
there was a very long period of time where I was like, how infrequently can I possibly go to the grocery store? Because I would have kids with me. And so it was all about consolidating, like we're going to go and we're going to get everything we need. And I remember a friend telling me that she went for two weeks at a time and we would go just, we tried to go just once a week. And I was like, you have to share your secrets with me of how to go only twice a month to the grocery store because you must be some sort of secret shopping genius or something. And I never did manage to figure out that plan. But one of the things I don't do now is I don't go to the grocery store. After years and years and years, I, my husband goes now and this is a compromise we made because I was like, we could just get everything delivered. And he's like, I'll just go. They'll save us seven dollars mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'm like, oh, well, you know what? If you want to drive there, <laughs> right? as long as I, I do don't have curbside. to go, <laughs> yeah. Curbside was a savior when it came here because I don't have to go in. I can, you know, figure it out during the course of a day what we need. If I forget something, I have a little leeway. I can add it in, and then I go pick it up when it's convenient. Nobody gets out of the car. I love that. And then they okay. help me unload it. Do you get the actual, like, do you have success? You must because you keep doing it. So you get like, you know, your apples aren't like brown and mushy and your bananas are the right ripeness. And- I am not always. So okay. um, it curbside is relatively new here. And I also do a CSA for the summer. So, um, it's been perfect this summer because I have fresh vegetables and fruits that I don't have to worry about. And then fall and spring, we have farm stands. So I don't mind. It doesn't stress me out to stop by a farm stand and grab a few things that we need versus going in a grocery store. So I supplement that way, but I am like super type A when I'm typing in about my produce and I will say if it wasn't good. And then they usually give you some money back. But it's annoying if you needed bananas and your bananas are smushed. That's good, though. Yeah, that's that good sort that of you thing can, that I figure the payoff yeah. for peace of mind to not have to go in yeah. with my kids. Right? I hate shopping with my kids. I know. I hate it, We too. did Target this week, and Target, like, at, our Target decided Labor Day week to rearrange everything, so nothing was where it was supposed to be, and everyone was talking to me because they were, like, so overjoyed to be in Target. I was like, why am I here? <laughs> I can't think. Nothing's where it's supposed to be. I think I walked out with one thing. I was so annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing too, is being in the store and like having a list and then having people talking. I'm like, I just have to focus Mm -hmm. on my lists. And so I would turn into a very not fun mom in the store. And it just became Mm -hmm. this thing where I was dreading it. The kids were dreading it. Like it was just awful. And so when he was like, yeah, I'll go. I was like, okay. So that's something I don't do. You know, what was like the most wonderful saving grace for me is I was, I don't remember if it was for the love or of Mess and Moxie, but I was reading a Jen Hatmaker book and she had talked about, you know, these fantastic meals that her whole family loves. And she's got like four or five kids. So, I mean, to have everybody loving a meal is sort of a miracle. And then, um, you know, talking about like dinner parties and supper clubs and things like that. And I was like, oh man, I just, you know, I wish I could love cooking the way Jen Hatmaker does. And then she said something like, I only cook homemade from scratch meals like three times a week for dinner. And I was like, whoa, like it blew my mind. She's like the rest of the week we have something easy or we have leftovers. And I realized, you know, her kids are going to school. She's packing lunches or they're getting lunch or whatever. You know, she's not probably making like breakfast every single day. Mm -hmm. It just released a lot of that idea of like, I have to make every meal special and delicious and completely nutritionally balanced and full of, you know, whole grains and vegetables and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that kind of leads me to that idea of that you don't have to do something all the time for it to become like a tradition in your family. Like, um, my friend talks about like, you know, um, growing up that they did vacations to this place and she's like, and it felt like it was every year, but it was probably like three times my entire 
18 years, you know? Oh, or, that's sweet. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, like with, um, you know, like nature study. When my kids were little, I felt like I wanted to do more nature study with them, but it was hard to get out with little ones and make sure that, you know, nobody's legs were getting tired and we have a, had everything packed that we wanted to have packed and the weather was agreeing with us and we weren't getting attacked by bugs and, you know, all those things. And so I thought, you know, oh, I wish I could have done that more frequently. But then like looking back, I'll say something about nature study and they'll be like, oh, I loved nature study. We weren't doing it. So you won. All the time though, <laughs> you know, and so that that's really freeing. I think when you can realize that you don't have to do something every day or every week or even every month, you know, you can do something once a year and it becomes, you know, or it, it just, it doesn't have to be like this constant thing, which I think is really nice when we can figure that out and not make ourselves crazy. Because when we're trying to push things that just don't work in a certain season of life. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it goes back to what do we want for our kids? Like we want to create these warm, happy memories. And if we're like, get in the car, that's not a warm memory. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like that every day. <laughs> Where are your shoes? Yeah, it's awesome. So what do you not do when it comes to homeschooling? There's a lot that I don't do. <laughs> I don't do a regular schedule. I don't do, um, I don't plan far in advance. I don't do traditional grade levels or very distinct subjects. They kind of all flow into each other. I don't do well-planned unit studies, lap books, Beautiful, Pinterest-worthy projects. <laughs> Most of our projects we probably don't finish. <laughs> we have a lot of great ideas. Not all of them finish. Yeah. You know, are wrapped up neatly at the end, but that doesn't mean that they weren't educational or meaningful or important. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's less, less by the book. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like us too. There's there's a lot that we don't do. Um, I mean, just starting with like, I'm not starting school on time <laughs> this year. And on time is a completely arbitrary day that I've chosen in my mind. But for the past 11 years, we've started on a certain day. And this year I'm like, we're not going to. So mm-hmm. um, when we used to have co-op day, we would do nothing else on co-op day. Um, like nothing else to the point that we started a tradition of co-op day. Like after we would come home, we would watch a movie and make popcorn and like, and that was what we did until my husband got home. We did nothing else. It was, we were so wiped out from the interaction of it all and the intensity of it all that we couldn't manage anything else. So, um, and speaking of co-ops, I'm not doing a co-op this year, um, and when we used to do co-ops, there were a couple of years when we would leave early. So we didn't stay for the whole time because that was what my kids needed. I, my youngest was still napping. And so we would leave before lunch because that's something else I don't like to do. I don't like to pack lunches. <laughs> Sometimes no, I do. <laughs> but when I do it, I do it poorly and begrudgingly. So... <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to be good at packing lunches. I want to pack like the cute little bento box that's all themed and everything else. And instead I'm like, what do people eat when they're out of the house? I don't know. You know, I, yeah, packing lunches really throws me. I'm glad that, you know, that's another reason I'm glad my kids don't go to school. I was thinking about that this week with my public school friends are all sending their kids back to school this week and they were talking about packing lunches. And I was thinking how lucky we were that we don't have to do that often. Um, and that brings me to another point is, uh, we're homeschoolers who hang out with a lot of public school people. <laughs> we're like a real mix here because there aren't a lot of 
homeschoolers in our area. So we do have homeschool friends, but we also hang out with a lot of public schoolers still. And I feel like that's not typical when you look online and you see what people are doing who are homeschooling. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure, I think, that people feel to when they start homeschooling to, to meet other homeschoolers. Like that's a really important requirement, you know, and um, that's not necessarily something that you, it's not like a prerequisite to homeschooling. Like you don't have to have mm-hmm. a group of homeschoolers. You don't have to have a co-op, you know, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves with that. And sometimes in some seasons it's, it just doesn't work. And right. And you have a great post yeah. up about that that I'm going to link to. Oh, thank you. In the show notes. You're welcome. We also don't plan school out very far in advance. Um, maybe, maybe six weeks if we're getting really ambitious, but we don't plan a whole year. That's mm-hmm. something that I don't do. Um, and you know what else I was, I just wrote about this this week that I'm starting this year with three rules for homeschooling (laughs) and it's just because we need some structure, but when we have too much structure, there's so much resistance to it that it just makes things harder. So we're starting with three rules and it's breakfast at 10, which sounds really, really late, but we don't homeschool starting at eight in the morning. Um, our family schedule, like between my husband's work schedule and the fact that I have a teenager and everything else, it's been pushed later. And last year I really fought against that. I really wanted us to be up and going and doing things early in the day. And so this year I've just been like, no, we're going to do what works for us. So one of the rules Mm -hmm. is breakfast at 10. The other rule is math after breakfast. And then the, uh, the last rule is on the days that we're home reading for a half hour after lunch. And the rest is going to be more flexible and flowing, but I love that. I'm trying to find that sweet spot of how much structure we need and how to still sort of give my kids some autonomy and independence and freedom. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I don't pre-read or screen any anything that my kids are reading. <laughs> It's hard. It just makes it easier. It's hard. I thought I'd be that mom because I love reading myself that I would, you know, read alongside them and, you know, sneak a couple chapters ahead while they're sleeping. And it just did not happen. I can't keep up. Have and you, they're just going to read what they're going to read. <laughs> yeah. Have you had that like really backfire for you at all? Um, no, I've had people comment on how my kids shouldn't be reading Harry Potter certain ages publicly and um there are some books like I have one kid that really loves the Goosebumps series Mm -hmm. but we call them morning books and I don't let him read them at night because that backfires they'll come into my room I remember myself growing up I I read things I wasn't supposed to read just not on purpose it just happened and there was a few times where it sort of freaked me out but I'm I think I'm doing okay (laughs) (laughs) for the most part. (laughs) You move past it at this point. No, I just decided to give, give that, give that part up. Like that's just not going to happen now for us. Well, it's, you know, when they're tiny, it's one thing, but then as they get older, it's really hard to pre-read everything. And we've only had, like I would say it, it backfired once because um, my son signed up for a book club and they were reading the first Lois Lowry, The Giver. They were reading The Giver and he was very disturbed by that book. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought, total mom fail. Like I should have previewed this and I should have pre-read it and everything else. But then we had some really, really good conversations about that book and about reading in general and the role it plays in our lives and what, what is the purpose of reading books and when books challenge, you know, our thoughts or emotions or morals or, you know, all kinds of things. And so it turned out that it was okay, but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's been okay. And we sort of 
you know, if they pull something off the shelf in the library and I'm like, oh, you know, but I, I try really hard not to censor stuff. And Mm -hmm. we sort of have the rule, like, let's, you know, if something makes you uncomfortable or if you read something like stop and, you know, let's talk about it type of thing. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's worked. It's worked pretty well for us. Where we've run into the most trouble, I'm just thinking as you're talking, is um, not books, but more of current events and not anything that I expose them to. It's just kind of, you know, you're out, you're at the dentist. We had one situation, we were at a dentist's office and there was a TV on and they had the closed caption for the news and there was some stuff going on in the world. There was another time my oldest was in an art class and the drop cloth on the table was newspaper. And it was talking about, you know, it was an editorial about a potential World War III. And he, that stressed him out. So, uh, I mean, you can't screen everything. That's, yeah. you know, and it's important that they can come to you and talk about what makes them nervous, whether that's a book or something they saw when they were, you know, walking through the mall. Yeah. Um, well, I know for a long time you guys didn't do TV and we mm-hmm. didn't do Disney movies. And there were a lot of people that would say, why are the Disney movies the hardest? <laughs> that was the we thing. Couldn't do, we couldn't do those either. We we're had so many people. And my oldest is 10. Yeah. Acting like I was somehow um, like ruining my kid's childhood by not letting them watch Disney movies. But there was a lot in there. They, I mean, I have sensitive kids and the idea of a parent dying or an animal in peril. We had to walk out of the, um, one of the chipmunks movies when my kids were <laughs> little, um, because we had, they had these little like popcorn packs there that you can get and it came with a soda and we got root beer and it was the kind of root beer that has caffeine in between the caffeine, mm-hmm. I, I think, looking back, this is what happened. And the fact that there were animals in peril, we had to walk out of one of the Chipmunks movies. And so there's people that don't understand that. And they think, like, you're just being no. controlling or whatever. But, um, you know, that was something that that we had to make a choice for what worked for our family. And mm-hmm. so there's things that sometimes you don't do that other people are doing that just it's because it just doesn't. Yeah, that's something I never expected. Mm-hmm. I was a sensitive kid. I'm still sensitive to stuff. And I, I get that part. But we had, in addition to that, my oldest had sensory issues early on. And he could not, the noise of the television coupled with the lights and everything, he just could not, he literally could not be in a room with the television. It was something that's very hard to even think about or describe now that we lived through. <laughs> But he was terrified of them, and it was like fight or flight, and he would scream and run. And there are TVs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> notice that until you have a TV phobic kid. But, I mean, we didn't watch anything for years. And then when we did, it was all nature documentaries. That's what he wanted was, like, the Humboldt squid and the cuttlefish. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Disney we're still catching up on. And see, here's what's really crazy is I don't like to watch Disney movies because I'm still a sensitive person and I don't like the Mm -hmm. sort of like play on your emotions thing. Like that bothers me. And there's a lot of things that I don't, I don't want to watch still shows and things that are, you know, that are upsetting for me. So that's something that, that we don't do because it upsets me. So Yeah. I mean, the apple doesn't fall far. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But I mean, in a lot of ways, the things that you don't do help to build your family culture as much as the things that you that you do. So it's I think it's important for people to figure out, you know, what works for their family and not compare and not feel a bunch of pressure to do what other families are doing because it just might not work for your family and that's okay. Or it just might not work in this season and that's okay too. I don't weigh some of the subjects the way other people do. Like people will often ask me, um, on Instagram or on Facebook, how we manage to hike so much. 
And that's because for us, I need to be outside every day with the kids. And that's, I have really, I have especially one super active kid and our day will not go well (laughs) if we don't get at least an hour outside. So we might need to cut something else. So that's just a preference, something we do that works for our family. So we might not get to history because we needed to walk for an hour in the woods. And I feel like that's not as typical, maybe. Yeah. What you see online. So right now, with the way that our schedule works, I work one weekend day pretty much the whole day. Get up in the morning, work all day through lunch, and I try to be away from the house just so I can have that as really concentrated work time. And on those days, I usually don't cook dinner. And I don't do much else. I just kind of... I figure like if I had a nine to five job and I was at work all day, you know, and I came home, I probably wouldn't want to make a gourmet from scratch meal. I'd want to put in frozen pizza or something. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I don't cook a fancy dinner on days that I work. Um, I don't bake like in this particular season. We used to bake all the time and I don't. I've been thinking about, I've been reflecting on those days when my kids were young and we followed like the Waldorf tradition and each day kind of had like a set thing and one day was a baking day and one day was an art day. And so I've been thinking about trying to bring that back, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, We bake from boxes. (laughs) Yeah. So when we do bake, it's like, you know, pretzels from a box or muffins from a box bread from a box. Yeah. And we try to get, you know, the simple mornings or something that's a little bit more, less, less preservatives, but we usually are baking from a box when we do. And we're not, it's more of a winter thing for us, a fall, winter thing, come spring, summer. We don't at all. Oh, that's a good point too. Yeah. And our birthday cakes are also from a box. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So bullet journaling. I bullet journal, but I do not fancy bullet journal. I just, like, I don't have, like, the fancy borders. I don't, like, make banners. I don't, you know, like, I just use it Mm -hmm. in a way that works for me right now. There are some beautiful, beautiful bullet journals online. And, I mean, there's tons of things you can look up between Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and, you know, people that blog about it and it's their whole passion. I just don't. I just keep it really, really simple. Um, I don't do momming after like eight o'clock. I'm not good at it. I turn into a really, really crabby mom after 8 p.m. if kids are coming. I mean, if obviously if a kid is sick or a kid is scared, that's different. But the, um, the roaming downstairs to tell me some random thought or, you know, can tomorrow, can we? I am just not a very pleasant mom after 8 p.m. <laughs> I'm with I know you. Some people yeah. are so snuggling and so nurturing, and I'm just like, this, like, get to bed. Like, if you want me to be on tomorrow, you need to go back up to your room and read a book or do a puzzle or something and not be down here. Yeah. So I always feel guilty. I always feel guilty about that, but I'm just not good after 8 p.m. <laughs> we have so much guilt about the things we don't do, don't we? Like, we do. Yeah. I'm not that snuggly. Like, oh, come in my bed and we'll talk about it. Like, I'm just not, I'm not a good sleeper. That's part of it. And so there's always, you know, from the time I was little, I had insomnia. So it's like this coveted, you know, I need to unwind and so that I can then read and then go to sleep to hope to sleep sort yeah. of thing. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, and the other thing is, we have to let go of some things to make room for the things that we need to do, you know, like, mm-hmm. so you need to get good sleep and you know what you need to do to get that good sleep. So you have to mm-hmm. be able to let go of like, okay, after 8 PM, I mean, it's not like you're shutting them out in the cold outside. You're just telling them, you no. know, <laughs> you need to read a book or you need to do a puzzle. Although in the winter, sometimes I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes like force us out and they're like, I don't want to go. I want to be inside. And we have to, we have to go out. 
Yeah, but going out to play during the day is different than, you know, at bedtime being yeah. like, you yeah. know. You're going to sleep in a tent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else don't you do? My car is like a dumpster on wheels. When I didn't, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. When I didn't have children, my car was fine. There might be like, you know, a coffee cup or maybe like a little coffee spill, but there was no trash. There was no, it was smelled clean. My car is like a dumpster and my kids are always comparing my car to my husband's car. And I keep saying that's because you're not in it. Right. <laughs> it looks like that because he's not driving you around all day. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't tell you the last time I cleaned it. I haven't, this car has never been through a car wash unless my husband's done it when I wasn't looking. It's just, it is what it is. It's a phase. <laughs> it's a stage of life. You know, what's funny is I, I never would take my car to the car wash either. And then um, one time my husband took it and I had like magnetic bumper stickers on the back. <laughs> and he didn't take them off. <laughs> and so they got lost at the car wash. And I never said anything because he was like trying to do me this big favor of like, I'm going to take your car and get it washed. And I was like, oh, that's great. Thank you. And then, yeah. It gets home and I'm like, where are the magnetic bumper stickers? <laughs> They're lost in the Hilarious. car wash. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Like, I don't even really let them eat a lot in the car because of this. But there was one day this summer where I, we got in. I said, there is a banana in this car. Like, you need to find it. <laughs> the whole car reeks of that, like, strong banana smell. And they're saying, no, mom, nobody had a banana in here. Wouldn't you know? <laughs> there was a peel under a seat. <laughs> it's just gross. Like, I'm glad that I don't have to drive anyone else around because it's really... Yeah. Sometimes I look around and I'm like, what happened? This is who I am now. <laughs> so does that mean like, you're, you're not going to become, like, a homeschool mom Uber driver in your spare no, time? No, definitely not. No, you do not want to be in my car. I don't ever wash, dry, fold, and put away laundry in the same day. I mean, maybe it's happened a couple times, but no. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot when you have kids. That's, mm -hmm. I don't have a regular cleaning routine. <laughs> I want to. It no. never works. I just end up attacking whatever's grossest at that moment. <laughs> yep. You know? <laughs> You do the next best thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of things that we don't do, but it seems like everybody's doing okay. <laughs> Everyone's smiling most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's a win. Only a few times have I had to drive my kids to the shoe store wearing shoes that were too small. So, but in general... I feel like we're doing okay, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think there's a lot. I mean, it's, there's just things that you have to let go. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you make yourself a little crazy. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe we can have the sisters go over and comment on the things that they don't do. <laughs> that would be really <laughs> On the fun. show notes we for the episode. We have like an ultimate list of the stuff I don't do. Yeah. Just to show each other, to make each other feel better because there's nobody out there that's doing it all. I did this webinar with Pam Barnhill um, a couple weeks ago and she was talking about this mom who um, walked into co-op with six kids and was like, you know, perfect hair, perfect makeup, like clean, I, I was going to say clean clothes. Like that's my standard of, you know, but I mean like, you know, very fashionable, like nice clothes and everything. And everybody just said like, oh, well, you know, and she was like, you should see my house. Like, so you have to make those trade-offs. Everybody's making trade-offs. Um, even and if that trade-off is your family, like there's some things that you're really good at. Everyone has things they're really good at. And there's some things that you struggle with. Like I have one kid. So all this summer we've been at the pool and I have one kid who will bring a towel, lose it within seconds and use everybody else's and lose those. So like we show up at the pool and I have kid, my friend's kids will come up and say, Mrs. Curly, we found a stinky curly towel down on the playground or there's one over here. And it's just what I do now. Like I don't stress we're just going to leave towels. We're going to leave my oldest, because it's my oldest. 
who loses all the things, is down to one bathing suit because he has literally lost bathing suits this summer at people's houses. And it's just, you're just going to wear the same suit because we're at Labor Day weekend, buddy. And you just got to, you know, hobble over the finish line. We yeah. had somebody return last night. Our pool bag was in our driveway. I don't know how it got there. Like someone <laughs> dropped it off because we left it and we couldn't find it. It's a big mystery. Nobody, <laughs> somebody just dropped it off. So that's just who we are. And we're going to yeah. be that family that's leaving stuff. Yeah. Because you and can't I, keep track of all the things. Yeah. I think it's worth it to just kind of embrace like, this is who we are. There are things we do mm-hmm. well. There are things we don't do at all. And to just mm-hmm. get okay with that. Because otherwise, like when you're making those trade-offs, you don't want the trade-off to be sleep. You don't want the trade-off no. to be sanity. You know, you don't want the trade-off to be kindness to your spouse or your children or whatever. So it's like, you just sometimes have to go, you know what? That's, we're, we're all just, doing the best we can. <laughs> all right. So do you have something that's bringing you joy this week? I do. My youngest just turned seven. So we had his birthday celebration yesterday and he got laser tag and watching my kid actually playing yesterday. I played with them and I won. <laughs> I've played laser tag <laughs> in a good 20 years. It was so fun. Um, but just watching them play. So the sister's listening. It's, there's been some yelling in the background. It's laser tag. I've been trying to get them to play it outside because in my mind it's too loud for the house. But um, it does come indoors. Oh, <laughs> but they're having fun. so much fun. And it's just such a like. Can you link know, to that in the show notes? I kind of want to buy it. <laughs> I will. But it's been I super fun buy it. to watch them. I think that would be fun for <laughs> and Christmas. we're working on a tree house. I shouldn't say we. My husband is building a tree house for the kids. And they just can't. It's almost done. And so they want to like have one up in the tree house and one on the swing set. And like shoot each other from there. It's so loud and so fun and so childhood. So it's been really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. I definitely link to it. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? Okay. So yeah, we're recording this um, Labor Day. And last night I got home from working um, the whole day and my family had set up an outdoor movie night outside complete with popcorn and movie theater candy and they put up a little screen outside and um set up the projector and lined up the little seats two and two like little movie oh I theater seats that. on our porch and we had an outdoor movie night and it was so much fun and just such a like quintessential summer end of summer kind of thing to do um what did you watch we watched raiders of the lost ark Oh, so fun. Yeah, which, um, you know, what's funny is we were talking about this um, this week, too, that, like, those movies that you forget from your childhood, what's in them, <laughs> like, I think 11 and 14 was pretty good because there there is, there's a little bit of face melting and some other things. Um, but, yeah, it was... <laughs> It was super fun. But, yeah, if you're going to watch it right before bed, make sure your kids are okay with face melting. That's what I would say. <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was fun. I've been oh. having a lot of fun revisiting some of those old classics with the kids. Yeah. We haven't done that one yet, but it's been neat to watch things that I watched when I was little and see mm-hmm. how bad some of it was. <laughs> right. Like, funny yeah. too. Or the things Just, that you completely missed as a child and you're like, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> or like... <laughs> My mind is especially like by, you know, in the nineties, like watching movies on TBS, I'm like, that movie's fine for the kids. And then my husband will be like, except for the scene where this happens. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. So (laughs) totally your childhood brain doesn't remember it. Right. Right. Yeah. We've had a few of those recently. Yeah. We were watching, which is a really terrible movie, but Harry and the Hendersons last night. And there's some blatant kids swearing, like very clear. (laughs) <laughs> my husband was like, why'd you pick this one? Like, we probably watched it on TBS. I didn't remember. Right. They bleeped everything out. And if there was anything yeah. inappropriate, they just removed it all together. Yeah. And somehow our minds pieced it together that the movie still made sense, even though there were like missing scenes. <laughs> <laughs> the best was the voiceovers in the 80s. Right. It would be completely different <laughs> sound. Yep, exactly. 
just insert a poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my youngest said last night. He's like, he did, that just means poop. Like, so let's just move on. I was like, okay, just don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's You're funny. right. You got the context. All yeah. right. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it was so good talking with you. And Great to talk to you. We're going to have um, show notes for this episode over at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And if everybody wants to come over and tell us what they don't do, we can get a really good sister solidarity list going to encourage each other. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. You too. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next. So head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com and click on ask us a question. We share posts over there too. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.